going to get into the word. This is going to be a very interesting sermon, to say the least, but hopefully all my sermons are. Yeah, just call me the spiritual Houdini. Okay. Luke chapter 10, verses 1, 2, and 3, reading from the New Living Translation. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places that Jesus planned to visit. These were his instructions to his disciples. The harvest is great. This is the New Living Translation. But the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Didn't say work harder. Said pray to the Lord who is in, who is in charge of the harvest. And ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and keep going and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. I want to speak to you on the subject. Do you want to harvest? Then pray. Do you want a harvest? Then uh, pray. Um, and uh, Gideon, I'm gonna. Can I borrow you? Not now. Um, just be ready, okay? As you know, the theme for this year at our church, the 2018 theme, is the harvest is ready. And the scripture we use for that theme was Matthew chapter nine, verse uh, 37 and 38. Here is the, another time that this scripture is used, uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 1 to 3. And the interesting thing about this verse is that though it's the same verse, the focus is different. Uh, in the Matthew text, which we use for our theme, the focus is on the crowd and how they're being harassed, and how they're discouraged, and how they're frustrated, and how they're beaten down, and how they're feeling just weary, sort of like what's going on today in our country. This text, however, is not focused on the crowd being harassed. This text is focused on the workers who are needed. And 
the reason why this, these, uh, these workers are needed is because of the short window in which the harvest has to be taken. Now, to give you some context of the urgency of what's going on here, in the previous chapter, Jesus sends out 12 disciples or 12 apostles to, with the same instructions to go out and preach the gospel and, and announce that the kingdom is coming. So that's, that's, that's chapter 9. Are you following me so far? And, and, he's, and he's sending them out in, in the region that he was raised in called Galilee. So if you looked at a map, Israel is divided up into three parts. There's Galilee, there's Samaria, and then there's Judea. Okay? Okay, so the north is Galilee, the middle is Samaria, and the south is Judea, where Jerusalem is. Are you following me so far? And so Jesus, in the ninth chapter, he sends out 12 apostles, 12 disciples. And then uh, chapter 10, there is a switch. Are you track with me? There's a switch. And the switch is, is that Jesus is now saying there's an urgency about this harvest. And so he picks, listen, he picks 72 other disciples. And this word choose is not just a light word. This word choose is the same Greek word that is used in Acts chapter 1 verse 24 when the apostles got together and chose a, a disciple or an apostle to replace Judas who hanged himself. And so Matthias is actually the 12th apostle that they chose. So it's the same word. So this is serious business. And this and the reason why this is serious business is because there is a shift. There is a change in that Jesus is, is signaling, I am closing shop on my ministry in Galilee, and I am heading south towards Jerusalem. Are you with me? And, and so you need to understand that uh, when he announces that the harvest is ready when he announces that he is picking 72 additional disciples. What you need to understand that a few months from that point, he is going to be crucified. So that's the sense of urgency. So there is such an urgency to this harvest that Jesus literally chooses six times the amount of disciples in chapter 10 than he did in chapter 9. There's an urgency. We have to get this moving, guys. Are you following me so far? This word harvest, it is, it is figuratively, in the Greek, it's figuratively used as uh, the gathering of people into the kingdom of God. So he's sending these individuals out because he wants to gather people into the kingdom of God. Uh, and he says uh, also this word harvest means a time for reaping. 
a time for reaping. And this word reaping means a time uh, to receive. I think it's up there the note. A time to a time for results. There's no sense in expecting a harvest and not looking for results. This this word this word harvest or a time or reaping actually means a time to receive. And and I have on my prayer wall a, a confession that I that I that I remind myself, and this is the, the this is what's on my prayer wall. I am a receiver and not simply a reciter. What does that mean? Dr. Ian Bounds said these words that the objective of prayers is answers. And I'm not sitting in my prayer room just having a nice little soliloquy and there are no answers. There's, there, I, I'm expecting to receive something from the Lord or else I'm wasting time. The objective of prayer is not to build some kind of uh, uh, um, a monument to how well you can articulate spiritual words. I would rather have a person who can't even speak proper English who gets answers than someone who's, dear most heavenly father, we do honor thee of thy presence, the God who made the Milky Way in the sky. I don't care about all that. I need an answer. Tell somebody he's talking about me. I need an answer. I need an answer. I need an answer. This word reap means to realize. Realize. Many times when, I, when we open in prayer in our, my business meetings or my sessions when I'm meeting with leaders, I say these words. I say, Lord, we do not pray because it's a nice thing to do. We pray because we believe that things happen when we pray that would not occur if we did not pray. It is, it is my understanding in my spirit, and I love the fact that uh, um, Jonathan, uh, the guy who we had for our anniversary, Mick Reynolds, I love the song because it, it, it articulated what's in my spirit. It's a song called, I'll Make Room For You. I Will Prepare For Two. It, it, praying as a pastor always reminds me that without him, I can do nothing. So I must invite him into my room. I feel sorry for those of you who do not pray before you start your day because you need the Lord to be a part of your day. Whether you get the day from heaven or the day from hell. Mm, are you with me? So this, this word, uh, this word, reap, said it's it's a time for results it's a time to receive it's a time to realize amen realize amen can i get a witness brother quentin realize yeah realize <laughs> we've been praying for some real stuff for a while and he had a he, he, you need to ask him what kind of weekend he had okay. and then this word harvest is a time when things are ripe. Yesterday, yesterday, our, um, my, my mother texted me, she said about one-sixth of our church is apple picking. <laughs> Amen. And so yesterday, they went apple picking. And someone brought me back this nice apple. Anybody like apples? 
Oh, good to see. I, I have to give it to Sergeant Karen. <laughs> Apple. Now, here's a question. Who, who went apple picking yesterday? Okay. Yeah. You went apple picking? Okay. So, CG, uh, how do you pick apples? Okay. But she said you just pick them off the trees. It's like, what else? <laughs> do you pick them with your toes? She's just going, uh huh. How do you pick them? Oh, you pick apples off a tree with your hands. You pick apples off the tree with your hands. Say that with me. You pick apples, you pick apples off, a off a tree with your hands. With your hands. My prayer hero, um, Dr. E. Edwin Mackenzie Baum, he was a chaplain during the Civil War. I'll never forget this term, but he said this. He said, the promises are God's golden fruit to be plucked only by the hand of prayer. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't hear that. The promises are God's golden fruit to be plucked only by the hand of prayer. If you want to harvest, you got to pray. If you're wondering why isn't my harvest coming in, meaning I've, I've sown, I've given. If you wonder why you haven't got a harvest, ask yourself, did I pray to the Lord of the harvest? Hmm. This word pray, it, it, is, it is a different word from the usual Greek word. The usual Greek word for prayer is prosukomai. But this other Greek word, which I'm not going to say because you don't really care, uh, <laughs> Is it, it is this word pray means um, to wish, it means to desire, it means to to um, to long for, to ask, it means to desire. So it says, so it says, uh, the harvest is right, but the labors are few. So long for the Lord of the harvest. Desire the Lord of the harvest. Were you coming up to preach? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wish for the Lord of the harvest. Ask the Lord of the harvest. Uh, petition. Petition. Petition the Lord of the harvest. And beg the Lord of the harvest. Oh my. Fasten chains. Fasten with chains. <laughs> The Lord of the harvest. This word fasten changes. It, it, it literally speaks of being when you're married. I am I am chained to this woman. Okay. She ain't going anywhere till death do us part. This word, this word, again, it's fastened with chains. And and so I, I want to. I want to develop a picture for prayer that I hope will stick with you for the rest of your life. Because if you can get this in your spirit, it'll change your prayer life. Uh, and, and so what I want is I, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask, who am I going to ask? Yes. 
I'm going to ask you, James, thank you. You're going to be here. And Gideon, uh, I'm going to ask you for now, for now, um, if you can just, if you could just sit there for now. So, we're talking about the harvest. We're talking about the harvest. And what, I, what I'm hoping to do is to give you a definition of what praying to the Lord of the harvest looks like. And what I'm hoping is that it will encourage you that God is going to answer every one of your prayers. So he said the harvest is ready, but the labors are few. So he says, pray, pray, okay, okay, pray, beg, chain yourself, okay, chain yourself to the Lord of the harvest. So I'm praying, but I am going to chain myself. To the Lord, if you could hold that for me. I'm, I'm chaining myself to the Lord of the harvest. I'm chaining myself to the Lord of the harvest. I'm chaining myself to the Lord of the harvest. Are you with me? I'm chaining myself. To the Lord of the harvest. Now you may say, well, where's that in the scripture? Hmm. So the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, we don't know how to pray as we ought. That's why, no, no offense, no offense. Turn to somebody and say, he's not trying to offend you. Okay. I'm trying to help you. Okay. That's why I kind of chuckle when people come into church and stop praying. Because the Bible says we don't know how to pray as we are. That's our weakness. See, so you may be praying but the apostle James says in James chapter 3, you have not because you ask not. And then even when you pray, you pray amiss, meaning you pray, but you keep missing because you think you know what to pray for. Your prayers are driven by your circumstances. Your prayers are driven by CNN, Fox, MSNBC, and every other news. Some of you all, you have lost your joy because of who got selected to the Supreme Court. I'm just going to look to the sky. You worried about the Supreme Court judge instead of worried about the judge of all judges. Because he didn't get in that position unless God allowed him to get there. You know that's a bad word right there. I know some of y'all upset already, but that's all right. I know where your faith lies. 
You don't know how to pray. So God gave the Holy Spirit who helps us. Are you with me? Helps us. That word help is not, it's not just he's kind of saying, well, you don't know what words to say, so I'm trying to help you. No, this word help in the Greek, it means, it means to participate beside you. It also means, let me get this. It also means to take hold with another. To take hold with another. Where's my lock? Did I get it? So, let's say right now, this is going to bless you, Sister Linda. Let's say right now, Gideon, come in. I am praying for Gideon. Because, how old are you, Gideon? Turn, oh, happy birthday. Someday, Gideon is going to be 21. I've been going through a book called, um, I think it's called Growing Up. It's a study by Fuller Theological Seminary. And they said, this is frightening, they said that 50% of Gideons, when they leave high school and Sunday school, 50% will lose their faith. 50% will no longer be Christians. And, 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 and so, but that doesn't have to be us. I'm just saying that's what the statistics are. And, 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 and the thing that's frightening is that these other churches, no, they fill the kids with the word of God just like us. And so what I have to do with Sister Linda is I got to make sure that I lock him up in prayer. Are you with me? And, and, and so what happens is that wherever Gideon goes, the Holy Spirit, I, I'm, not, I'm not praying by myself. The Holy Spirit is working with me. That's what that word help. It means he participates beside me. He's, he's, he is, in fact, it really means to pull together with, to hold together with. So, so as Gideon, come on, as Gideon, keep walking slowly. Gideon is now 12. Gideon is 13. Gideon is 14. Gideon is 15. No matter where Gideon goes, my prayers with the Holy Spirit are going with it because I'm, ch I'm chained to the Holy Spirit. So Gideon may all of a sudden at 18 decide he wants to do some drugs, but the Holy Spirit <laughs> pulls him back. Gideon's about to mess with, you know, Anyhow, but all of a sudden the Holy Spirit, you keep walking, you keep walking because you think you're doing your own thing, but me and the Holy Spirit are like, no, all of a sudden that date was canceled. 
Kideon was heading to a party on campus, but all of a sudden he missed the Uber ride. Because I'm chained to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit knows where he's going. So I'm saying, Holy Spirit, I'm trusting you that you'll make sure that this boy does not lose his salvation. So the moral of the story in Gideon is you ain't going anywhere. get this? Do you, do you have any of your children chained? You free? You think you're free? <laughs> and, and that's why I'm worried about these. These are our prayers. And every morning we Make sure that these prayers are being answered. And the Holy Spirit lets me know what to pray about. Because here's the beautiful thing about the harvesters. God will send people in your life to help you. God will send a salesperson who will give you a deal and won't know why they're giving you the deal. God will send the, the right banker to give you the right mortgage. God will have the right admissions person to let you into school and someone with better grades didn't get in and they'll say, how did you get, that, get into that? It's because I'm linked to the Holy Spirit and we are both pulling together on the thing that we're believing God for. So my point is, uh, I know your name. I was going to say something, but I'll say it to you later. I have, a, I have a private word for you, sir. But you still chained. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so, I'm hooked. Thank you. You can go. You can go. You can go. I want you right now. I want you right now because this is the, this this is the. I'm not interested in speaking a long sermon with a whole lot of elaborate stuff. I want you to get in your mind that I'm going to chain myself up with the Holy Spirit, meaning. Meaning, Friday, two Fridays ago at the watch service, it was an interesting service. We had Pastor Larry Kim with us, and he gave this amazing, amazing sermon. But this is what struck me about what he said, and I, I, want, I want to practice here. I want to practice here. He said to me, I see he said he spoke and he said, uh, something, let me see, am I doing this right? Come on, baby. 
I guess I'm really changed. Okay. Well, anyways, we'll figure it out. So, <laughs> now some of y'all are focused, so let me get this off, because some, some of y'all are losing your focus, but I, you know, so. So, Pastor Larry Kim says to me, he said, when I came to, you, to church for this 12-hour prayer, he said, I thought there would be, I, ha- I thought you'd do a lot of worshiping. He said, I thought, I thought there'd be a lot of music and a lot of praying. But we did something that was very different. Are you with me so far? Those of you there, we, we came up to the, well, some came up to the front of the church and we just waited. We waited until the Lord did what he wanted to do. Are you following so far? And I, I asked him, I said, what, do you, what did you think? And he said, he said, my God, this is what my church needs to do. It needs to wait. But this is what happens supernaturally. I didn't get a chance to say this because I was away um, last week. My daughter Jessica was right here. And she was praying. And she was weeping. And as a father, I was going to go to pray for her. And the Holy Spirit downloaded an answer into my spirit when I was going to pray for her. And basically said, don't pray. I was on a plane going to Florida. And she texted me and her mom. And she said, God spoke to me while I was at the altar waiting on him. And this is what he said. And I said to myself, oh, my God. And I text Jessica and I said, those were the same exact words the Lord spoke to me about you. And we were like, I mean, like almost the exact words. And the Lord was saying, that's why you have to learn to wait on me. We talk too much. We're so quick. I'm just to shove a shopping list in God's face and says, don't you see my situation? And God's like, chill out. You need to to be hooked up with the spirit of truth because right now the devil got you wrapped up in lies. You'll never make it. The economy's going bad. You better get a degree. You'll never get married. The devil is a liar. John 8 verse 44. So what I want us to do, I want every Sunday school child to stand up. Every Sunday school child to stand up. And even if you're not in Sunday school, if you're, if you're under 18, you can stand too. And some of you are holding some. And what I want, those who are standing, right now, those of you who are around them, if you're around any one of these children, I want you to put your hand on them right now. If you can't reach them, you're, you're free to stand up. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And before we pray, we're just going to sing one verse that acknowledges that acknowledges to the Lord, I need you to participate beside me so that I can pray what needs to be prayed. Okay. That's what this song is saying. This song is saying, I need you, Romans chapter 8, verse 26. I need you beside me. That's what the word help. He helps our weakness. We don't know how to pray. So I'm saying to you, I need you to help, to participate beside me so that I can pray properly for this ch child. Pray that the Lord bring harvesters into their lives, the proper teachers, the proper friends, the proper coaches, the proper mentors, the proper schools that they're supposed to get in, the proper school, the schools that they're not supposed to get in because it's not what God wants for them. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we are going to make a case for prayer. We are going to make a case for prayer, Holy Spirit. Our prayers at this moment, they're going to change history.